the Democratic Party outperformed anything anyone expected. We jammed them up. I want to thank my amazing partner and the first first man in the history of Colorado. Real American patriotism is actually helping the people that are in your country. I don't think the American people have given up on democracy. I hope tonight shows you that you can be whatever, whoever you want to be. This Way Out, the international LGBTQ radio magazine. I'm Lucia Chappelle. Poland's top court finds no bar to foreign same-gender marriages, World Cup fans freaked by Qatar's homophobic welcome, and U.S. midterm elections bring historic queer wins. Those stories and more this week, now that you found This Way Out. I'm Alan Tihamo. And I'm Sarah Montague. With News Wrap, a summary of some of the news in or affecting LGBTQ communities around the world for the week ending November 12, 2022. The recognition of Polish citizens' same-gender marriages legally performed abroad does not violate their country's constitution by ruling of the Supreme Administrative Court. Poland's highest court issued the decision on November 3rd, although the conclusion was actually reached earlier this year, according to notes from Poland. Article 18 of the Constitution reads, Marriage is a union of a man and a woman, family, motherhood, and parenthood, are under the protection and care of the Republic of Poland. However, in the court's view, Article 18 cannot in itself constitute an obstacle to transcribing a foreign marriage certificate if the institution of marriage as a union of persons of the same sex was provided for in the domestic legal order. The decision went on to say, the provision of the constitution in question does not prohibit the statutory regulation of same-sex unions. So while they could, the court noted that Polish lawmakers have yet to consider marriage equality. Gay couple Jakub Kwaczynski and David Maisek legally married in Portugal five years ago. They've been fighting to have their marriage recognized in Poland ever since. The court officially refused to accept their case, but equality activists called the ruling monumental. It proves that the Constitution does not specifically forbid marriage equality. No amount of public relations spin could hide the potential risks for LGBTQ participants and fans at the 2022 World Cup when former player Khalid Salman put his foot in his mouth. Qatar's official World Cup ambassador gave an interview to Germany's public TV broadcaster ZDF and talked about same-gender sex as haram, or forbidden, and a mental disorder. He is heard here in an English voiceover of the German translation of the original Arabic. This haram. Weißt du, was haram is? Haram yes, haram. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. haram. Eine Sünde. So he will say for me, why are you doing it? But do you think gay is Sie finden, schwul sein ist haram? Ja, es ist haram. Ich bin kein strenger Muslim. Aber warum ist es haram? Es ist ein geistiger Schaden. Foreign Minister Mohammed Bel Abdurrahman Al Thani tried to smooth things over during a subsequent interview on Britain's Sky News. It was not exactly an apology. We have our cultural norms, we have our society uh, uh, and what they like and what they don't like. We are not going to change the society for four weeks event. 
yet we are respecting everyone and expecting from everyone to respect our laws. LGBTQ people and their allies have been warning ever since Qatar was chosen to host back in 2010 that queer players and spectators could face hostile treatment. Islam is the country's official religion, so private consensual adult same-gender sex is illegal, and social attitudes make being out a dangerous proposition. Gay Australian footballer Drash Cavallo has expressed deep concerns about competing in Qatar, as have other players. Pfeiffer insists that queer players and spectators will be safe. Football's governing body and organiser of the World Cup just recommends that they simply not be, well, blatant. The tournament runs from November 20th to December 18th. The re-emergence of Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu concerns some LGBTQ activists. Netanyahu is charged with forming the country's new government after three and a half years of political turmoil and five election campaigns. To do that, he'll need far-right anti-queer minority parties to form a workable coalition, according to WDG, an Israeli media partner of the Washington Blade. The once and future PM is still under investigation for corruption. Results of Israel's November 1st parliamentary elections saw the number of out lawmakers in the Knesset reduced from 5 to 3. The Meretz Party is historically the country's most progressive pro-queer party, and it suffered crushing losses. A strong complement of opposition lawmakers are still expected to challenge any Netanyahu administration proposals that infringe on the rights of LGBTQ people, women, or the Arab population. Significant legislative advances are unlikely. Putting the stiletto on the other foot, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau will be the first world leader to appear on a RuPaul's Drag Race show. He surprised contestants in the workroom as they prepared for the debut of Canada's Drag Race Canada vs. the World. An online trailer teases Trudeau's stint as a guest star on the new series, but whether he'll serve as a guest judge on the show remains to be seen. Canada's Drag Race, Canada vs. the World, premieres on November 18th on the worldwide All Things Drag WOW Presents Plus subscription streaming service. Out U.S. WNBA basketball all-star Brittany Griner has been transferred to a Russian penal colony. She was arrested at a Moscow airport in February for possession of medically prescribed cannabis oil vape cartridges. Pleading guilty, she said she had accidentally left them in her luggage, calling it an honest mistake. She was sentenced to serve nine years of hard labor. Griner was arrested just a week before Russian President Vladimir Putin's unprovoked invasion of Ukraine. There's been widespread speculation that Griner's situation gives the dictator a bargaining chip to challenge U.S. military assistance. The Biden administration has been attempting to arrange a prisoner swap to bring Griner home along with former U.S. Marine Paul Whelan, who's been in a Russian prison since 2020 on trumped-up espionage charges. In exchange, the Russians would get their infamous arms dealer, Viktor Bult. He's currently in a U.S. federal prison for doing business with anti-U.S. terrorists. Putin may be in no hurry to cut a deal as long as he continues to wage war on Ukraine. Griner met with U.S. embassy officials on November 3rd, just ahead of her sudden transfer. White House Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre told reporters that she's doing as well as can be expected under the circumstances. Griner's wife, Sherelle, paints a more urgent picture of Britney's deteriorating mental and physical condition. 
The Georgia plaintiff in a 2020 U.S. Supreme Court ruling in favor of queer workers' rights has finally received financial compensation. In early November, the Clayton County Board of Commissioners approved an award of $825,000 to settle Gerald Bostock's discrimination lawsuit. Bostock was fired from his job as a county child welfare services coordinator in 2013 after his superiors discovered that he played in a gay softball league. After such a long and winding road, Bostock told a press conference, Words can hardly express how happy I am that this is now over. As I said from the beginning, no one should go to work fearful of losing their job because of who they are, who they love, or how they identify. Florida's trans kids under the age of 18 are now being denied access to gender-affirming care, specifically puberty blockers and hormone therapy. The new rules also ban surgery for trans minors, but that's rarely performed, if ever. The only silver lining is that trans minors who are already getting gender-affirming care in the don't-say-gay state are exempt from the new restrictions. It's hardly a surprise that the state's two medical boards each approved the rules. Infamously anti-queer, anti-immigrant, anti-woman Republican Governor Ron DeSantis personally appointed each member of the Florida Board of Medicine and the Florida Board of Osteopathic Medicine. Equality Florida Trans Rights Director Nicole Parker said, What Florida officials have done is put toxic politics over people's health and well-being. Finally, Florida's trans kids were on Jacob Caswell's mind at the New York City Marathon. They won the 26.2-mile race to the city's five boroughs on November 6th in the new non-binary division. The division was established last year and for the first time this year awarded a $5,000 first place prize. This is just for all the trans and the non-binary children, except for those in Florida who are just told that they can't have you know, gender-affirming care, but health care is a human right, yet their peers are going to be able to still access guns. So this is just for all of them. We're here, we're queer, we're not going anywhere, and this is for you, all of you, and it's just for all of you. That's News Wrap. Global Queer News with Attitude for the week ending November 12, 2022. Follow the news in your area and around the world. An informed community is a strong community. News Wrap is written by Greg Gordon, edited by Lucia Chappelle, produced by Brian DeShazor, and brought to you by you. Thank you. Help keep us in ears around the world at thiswayout.org, where you can also read the text of this newscast and much more. For This Way Out, I'm Alan Tijano. Stay healthy. And I'm Sarah Montague. Stay safe. Good news. To receive the occasional Inside This Way Out and let us know you're listening, email us at info at thiswayout.org. Our listeners support This Way Out in many ways. By subscribing to our e-newsletter and through your financial contributions to our program. More information about how you can give is online at thiswayout.org. Thank you. While some on rights and some on wrongs prefer their own reflections, the people's rights demand our song, the right of free elections for government and order's sake and law's important sections. Let all stand by the ballot box for fair and free elections. In a highly polarized political atmosphere and democracy itself in the balance, 
who won the contentious U.S. midterm elections. Votes had to be cast by November 8th, and ballots are still being counted. Against historical precedent, Democrats have narrowly retained control of the Senate. Control of the House remains undetermined. Pacifica Radio's Christopher Martinez provided this roundup of the victorious and the vanquished as of November 9th, starting with the guy whose term in office these midterms fall in the middle of. The Democrat with arguably the most to lose in the elections was one whose name was not even on the ballots, President Joe Biden. Biden spoke from the state dining room of the White House the afternoon after Election Day. He says the midterm election was predicted to be a red wave, with 30 to 50 Republican victories giving the GOP control of both the Senate and the House, with the power to block Biden's policy agenda for the remaining two years of his term. But Biden says that's not going to happen, and whichever way it goes, it's going to be very close. The fact that the Democratic Party outperformed anything anyone expected and did better than any uh, off-year presidency since John Kennedy is one that gives everybody like, whew, sigh of relief that the mega Republicans are not taking over the government again, etc. I don't have to change any of the policies I've already passed. That's what they said they want to go after. And so what I have a simple proposition. I have a pen that can veto. Okay. The midterm elections also help set the stage for the next presidential election in 2024. Former President Donald Trump, who had endorsed more than 300 candidates in the elections, made little ground in getting his supporters into key offices in swing states. And then there's Republican Florida Governor Ron DeSantis, who had a good election day and could end up running against Trump in a Republican primary. It'll be fun watching them take on each other. Key to the Democrats' upbeat feelings about the election is the victory of Democratic Senate candidate John Fetterman in Pennsylvania, where he beat Trump-endorsed Republican Mehmet Oz, flipping a red seat blue. We jammed them up. We held the line. Fetterman spoke on election night, saying he's proud of the issues he ran on, like protecting the right to choose, raising the minimum wage, and health care, making a reference to his recent stroke. Healthcare is a fundamental human right. It saved my life and it should all be there for you when you ever should need it. The midterm election was tough terrain for Democrats. They faced margin of error elections across the country while trying to hold a House where five seats could change the political balance. Democratic Representative Sean Patrick Maloney of New York, chair of the Democratic Congressional Campaign Committee, says House Democrats stood their ground, gave it their all, and beat the spread. But we don't know yet what the outcome will be in a couple dozen races. Some Republicans seem to be more certain with their predictions. And it is clear that we are going to take the House back. House Republican leader Kevin McCarthy of California spoke election night. Now let me tell you, you're out late, but when you wake up tomorrow, we will be in the majority and Nancy Pelosi will be in the minority. Having woken up, we still don't know who will be in the majority. The Georgia race between Democratic Senator Raphael Warnock and Republican challenger Herschel Walker will go to a December runoff. Democratic Congressional Campaign Chair Maloney, who lost his own re-election to a Republican, says there's still work to do, and it does not stop with one election race or cycle. I don't think the American people have given up on democracy, and I think with all of the headwinds 
and all of the damage from the pandemic and the Trump years, uh, there's still a beating heart to American democracy, and I think you saw it last night. They're not giving up on people with common sense and good values. Reporting for Pacifica Radio News KPFA, I'm Christopher Martinez. Successful LGBTQ candidates are too plentiful for us to list, but there are a record number of firsts to report, highlighted by This Way Out's Michael Taylor Gray, Melanie Keller, Michael LeBeau, Tanya Kane Perry, and Brian DeShazer. Becca Balance scored a double first. She's the first woman and the first out LGBTQ person elected by Vermont voters to fill their one congressional seat. Eric Russell won his election for Connecticut State Treasurer. He's the first black gay statewide office holder in the United States. Alaska used to be one of four states without an out member of the state legislature. Voters changed that with the election this week of pansexual woman Jenny Armstrong, gay man Andrew Gray, and bisexual woman Ashley Carrick. Illinois voters are sending their first gay man to the U.S. Congress, Eric Sorensen. He's worked as a TV weatherman in Rockford and the Quad Cities metro area, places he'll be representing. Cameron Nelson became South Dakota's first out gay male member of the state legislature. He'll represent the Sioux Falls area. Minnesota voters made Lee Finke their first ever trans woman state representative. Alicia Kozlowski, a two-spirit non-binary person of indigenous and Latinx heritage, was also elected to the state house. Bisexual James Rosener became the first ever transgender man to be elected to the New Hampshire state legislature. Another U.S. first. And Robert Garcia, the popular mayor of the Southern California city of Long Beach, will become the first out gay immigrant in the U.S. Congress and only its second out Latino. He thanked his husband, Matt, during a victory speech on election night. I want us to remember what patriotism actually means. And to remember for all of us that at this moment in our country when our democracy is in danger, at this moment in our country where we're being attacked uh, for, for loving others, for being an opening community, do not forget that patriotism has never been and is not today about individualism. Patriotism has never been and is not today about just caring about yourself and your family. And when people wrap themselves in the American flag and scream and yell and turn away people that need our help, that shut people away from our country and our borders, that is not what this country actually is all about. And for those of us that really believe in American patriotism, always remember that real American patriotism is actually helping the people that are in your country. If you help the people that are actually in your country, that's what being an American is all about. And so I'm grateful to all of you. We're going to go to D.C. and fight every single day for the values that we believe in. We live in the best country on earth a democracy that we should cherish, that we should love, and we should uplift. I'm grateful to my family, to Matt, to all of you for being here. Let's have a very good night. It's going to be a great day for America. I love you. Thank you so much. In other U.S. congressional news, out gay New Hampshire Democrat Chris Pappas handily fended off a challenge from anti-queer MAGA Republican. Rhode Island's proudly out Democrat David Cicilline will also be returning to Congress. 
Sharice Davids, the first LGBTQ Native American in Congress, was re-elected as the only Democrat in the Kansas congressional delegation. In statewide races of note, Michigan's out-justice-seeking lesbian, Dana Nessel, survived a tight re-election bid and will be returning as Attorney General. Michael Pisiak will be Vermont's proudly out-gay state treasurer. Out-lesbian Tina Kotek edged out Republican and independent challengers to win election as Oregon's next governor. We'll hear a bit later from Maura Healy, another lesbian who made history with her election as governor of Massachusetts. But unfortunately, rabidly anti-queer Republican governors were re-elected. Ron DeSantis in Florida, Brian Kemp in Georgia, and Greg Abbott in Texas. And the nation's first out governor, Colorado's Jared Polis, became the first such governor to win re-election. He was jubilant on election night. I want to thank my personal support network. First uh, and foremost, of course, uh, my amazing partner and the first first man in the history of Colorado, Marlon Reif. And you know what? Tonight we celebrate, and tomorrow we roll up our sleeves and get ready to work with Republicans, independents, Democrats, and all Coloradans of goodwill. Thank you, and God bless Colorado. Get up, stand up. Stand up for your right. Get up, stand up. Don't give up the fight. In other queer results of the U.S. midterm elections, a gay MAGA Republican, George Santos, defeated gay Democrat Robert Zimmerman to represent a Long Island, New York area district in the U.S. Congress. It was the first time that two out queer candidates faced off against each other in U.S. electoral history. And Democrat Jim Obergefell lost his bid to represent a district in the Ohio State Legislature. Does his name ring a bell? He was the titular plaintiff in the U.S. Supreme Court's marriage equality ruling. As is often the case, Ohio was an uphill battle for most Democratic candidates. But voters affirmed reproductive freedom in Vermont, California, and Michigan, where it was embedded in their respective state constitutions, and in Kentucky and Montana, where restrictive abortion ballot measures were defeated. For This Way Out, I'm Michael Taylor Gray. I'm Melanie Keller. I'm Michael LeBeau. I'm Tanya Kane Perry. And I'm Brian DeShazer. The U.S. midterm elections have huge implications for the country and the LGBTQ movement. Nobody is better at unpacking queer politics than our friends Ann Northrup and Andy Hum of Gay USA. So we're going to have three out governors. That's 6% of the United States governors will be out LGBT. And I'm just here uh, setting up a little shrine to Adam Frisch in Colorado that he uh, completes the defeat of Lauren Boebert. That would be sweet. And Fetterman, by the way, in Pennsylvania, winning that uh, Senate seat, he is so fantastically Mm -hmm. pro-LGBT. He has been so uh, aggressive about hanging pride flags and and supporting everything LGBT. And he is going to be such a strong voice in the U.S. Senate for all of us. And of course, the other side used uh, trans issues against Democrats across the country. DeSantis had a particularly vicious anti-trans cartoon election device for him. Yes, it says, thank you, Joe Biden and Charlie Chris, for making Floridians pay off my student debt. And it shows a student uh, who who has a mustache and eye makeup and things like that. Yet he won 60% of the vote. 
We fight the woke in the legislature. We fight the woke in the schools. We fight the woke in the corporations. We will never, ever surrender to the woke mob. Florida is where woke goes to die. I'm actually a little heartened by the fact that, because I know this stuff was running all over the country in uh, races at every level, and yet we, across the board, did better than we expected to. So I have to believe that a lot of that rhetoric uh, did not work and that people are waking up to the fact that that is just a, a phony scare tactic. But I, I'm very angry at the news media for their... Uh, refusal to see through the exploitation and the lies and be more assertive about uh, revealing the what's really going on here. And I really think they should share a lot of the blame for uh, a lot of the bad election results. And the polls, you know, it took the news media till the last week or so of the campaign to wake up to the fact that the Republicans were pushing their polling to, again, scare people uh, about the election. The, the polling you were hearing about uh, all through the campaigns was largely Republican polling, but not identified as such. So all this stuff about, you know, the House, we're going to lose 50 seats, the, the Senate is, uh, is in danger, uh, all of that was Republican polling designed to drive people away from the polls. And we should say that the exit polling that we have from NBC uh, says that uh, LGBTQ voters voted 84% Democrat yes. and 15% Republican. Congratulations, LGBTQ community, for recognizing your self-interest. The shores of me as the reefs of green through the smalls of heat. Sail on, sail on, sail on, sail on. Thanks to Andy Hum and Ann Northrup of Gay USA. We'll give the proverbial last word to the newly elected lesbian governor of Massachusetts, Maura Healy. Tonight, I want to say something to every little girl and every young LGBTQ person out there. I hope tonight shows you that you can be whatever, whoever you want to be. Tonight, to all of you and to all of you out there, with the help of so many, we made history, didn't we? We made history. We did. I stand before you tonight proud to be the first woman and the first gay person ever elected governor of Massachusetts. Thanks for discovering This Way Out, brought to you by the nonprofit Overnight Productions. Some program material this week came from Alan Tiamo and Sarah Montague, produced by Brian DeShazer, from Pacifica Radio's Christopher Martinez, and with special thanks to Ann Northrup and Andy Hum at GayUSATV.org. 
Sam Cooke, the Doobie Brothers, Oscar Brand, Andy DeFranco, Bob Marley, and Leonard Cohen performed some of the music you heard, and Kim Wilson composed and performed our theme music. This we acknowledges the support of the Beneficial State Foundation Sponsorship Fund of the Tides Foundation and listeners Richard Merck and Brad Payton of Silicon Valley. Listener donors make this program possible. Thank you. Look for This Way Out Radio on social media, email info at thiswayout.org, or write to us at P.O. Box 1065, Los Angeles, California, 90078, USA. For coordinating producer Greg Gordon and the entire This Way Out crew, I'm Lucia Chappelle. Thanks for listening online at thiswayout.org and on KALW, San Francisco, California, radio-wizz.com, Manila, the Philippines, WUMD, North Dartmouth, Massachusetts, and a wide array of community terrestrial and internet radio stations around the world, including this one. Stay healthy, stay safe, and stay tuned, y'all.